Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 5, entitled Greenzo, starring none other than David Schwimmer, who guest stars as Greenzo himself. Greenzo is the human embodiment of image-only activism with a cute capitalistic twist. How fun. He's wry, he's witty, he's oddly sexual. What those giant yellow hands do, boo. And other plot points, Pete dons a fedora, which is wrong for so many reasons, namely, as Jenna affirmed evidence of a likely affair, Kenneth inadvertently throws the fire festival of parties, Sari experiences how the other ugly half lives, and Al Gore's there. Let's go, it's going to be a great gig, the best gig. Am I saying gig too much? Mary! What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers! We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. What sketch is that for? It's not for a sketch. It's part of our new company-wide global eco-initiative. We're going green, Lemon. And do you know why? To save the Earth? So we can drain the remainder of its resources. Don Geis is a genius. He's pitting all of the divisions of the company against each other to see who can make the most money from this environmentalism trend. And I am going to win with... Greenzo! <laughs> Saving the Earth while maintaining profitability. That's right, Jared. Greenzo is America's first non-judgmental, business-friendly environmental advocate. The free market will solve global warming, if that even exists. My boy. Greenzo? Is that the first name that came to your head? Can you believe it? I mean, it just popped right in there. Julie, what are your thoughts? I know this is not one of your favorites. Well, it's such a mixed bag, right? Like, for some reason, I am violently ill around David Schwimmer and his vanilla, nondescript, no-nothing, can't stand him. Um, but the Pete and Paula story, I think, is hilarious. And then the scene in Jack's office where they all get their comeuppance is one of my top five favorite scenes of all times. Yeah. I created a Google slideshow for us to go for it moment by moment later. Oh, I yes. cannot fucking wait. You're such <laughs> so a gemstone. I have to, like, it has to be on my replay list because the reveal of Jack's hair is, I've never not laughed when I've seen it. And I've probably seen that scene 50 times. So I don't know. It's a mixed bag. And then I feel like it ends really quickly. It's kind of unbalanced as an episode goes. But a medium episode of 30 Rock is still way better than 100% of anything, almost anything else. Well, I was genuinely surprised by how much I enjoyed it because on my rewatch list, I was not looking forward to this episode in the lineup because I, too, have a David Schwimmer aversion. I'm not sure why. Growing up watching Friends, I did enjoy him and did not notice his problematic behavior at all with Rachel upon the 50th or 60th rewatch. I was like, oh, wow, he is not a likable person. But no, I liked it. Again, the end scene is one of the best pieces of television. It's just such a morsel of joy. And all the quick cuts, just the flashbacks to that party, endless fun. A confection of, of, of just pure delight. Uh, but yeah, it has some weird points too. And Al Gore, amazing environmentalist, should have been president instead of George Bush, but an actor he is not. It's like lighten up just a little bit. Well, he can't when there's a whale in danger, Julie. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. And he I, comes back. You have that to look forward to, gentle viewers. He will return. Well, you knew, you do know that he returns for NBC's Universal Green Week in two years. So this is a real thing that happened where they tried to insert some sort of green um, awareness into all of their shows. The doctors on ER have to deal with a rolling brownout in Chicago. That's environmental. Somewhere even the singing bee manages to do an eco-friendly episode. 
Yay. Yay. In community, Greendale Community College is renamed Envirodale and plans a green concert. <laughs> the biggest so loser it's... trainers offer green tips <laughs> such as buying a locally grown organic produce and bringing a mug to your local coffee shop. Law and order SVU, an accused killer has to resort to an alternate means to make money after too many people have started recycling their own bottles and cans. That's just a couple of the amazing <laughs> universal NBC Green Week for Earth Day things that they And they done. solved it. Global warming is now officially over and everything's fine. Yeah, Great job, it. NBC. They did it for like eight years. I think it's only recently been canceled. Oh. Kids, hold your breath. Good, now do that forever. You just deliver the lines well. I mean, some I of those were funny. I mean, I think I enjoyed it a touch more than you. Perhaps because I was going in with low expectations. We'll find out later when we rate it. Meredith Vieira also can't act, but she tried. She, <laughs> she did her darndest. She did. She was there. She was enthusiastic. And he's like, maybe you learn not to interrupt people. She's like, oh. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know. For whatever reason, because in the past I've been... Absolutely in total agreement with you. But this time I was like, I'm enjoying myself. And I'm along for this ride. And David Schwimmer is not bothering me. And I'm confused, but I'm excited. It could be just another side effect of the life we're living now. Your heart is filled with joy and I just hate everybody. Well, see, but that's not common for me. Exactly. (laughs) So this episode starts out with Liz getting really excited to give Jenna her lipstick back. But it's not her lipstick. She uses tiger orgasm. If you were a lipstick, Julie, what shade would you be? Stay at home. Stay at, stay at home. Um, flesh color. Nude color. Pink. Stay back. Stay, stay, <laughs> home. stay home and stay back. Yes. <laughs> so we flash back to Liz's apartment where she's showing that she's picking th- up things and how she found the lipstick. And then she finds a pop tart under the couch, which after sniffing it, she eats. <laughs> I mean, I can't say I've never eaten, like, a snack off of the couch, but not (laughs) under the couch, for God's sake. (laughs) So Pete, who's been staying at Liz's, saunters by with a fedora and a smile, and Jenna declares that Pete must be having an affair. She's like, why? Lipstick? Spring in a step? That sexy Justin Timberlake hat? If a man is wearing a fedora, by choice, I automatically assume not an affair, but that um, major mental crisis has just taken, taken hold of him. I'm picturing Bruno Mars rocking a little fedora, having a great time. Ooh, M- maybe Pharrell. Okay. Um, definitely Kevin Federline, which fits into like your crazy people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was filmed or photographed wearing a fedora more than once. Oh, yeah. Every time he was photographed, yeah. I think it was like that. <laughs> Brittany also wearing that fedora that she throws off. Never trust someone in a fedora. These are words <laughs> to live by. These are life lessons. And Pete's head is so big that that hat was really big. It had to be specially made. I'm sure. Well, that's why I they were like supposed to go hat house. shopping in the last episode, remember? When they were Ooh, with Carrie Fisher. He's point. like, you were supposed to take me hat shopping. Because he did it. With the recall. Oh, my God. God damn. Oh my She's a professional. So Liz says there's no way he's having an affair because he's still married. And Jenna says the only when reason is- men take care of themselves is if they're getting sex. If not, they sit at home in their filth. Prime example. Here comes Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Who says? Who, le- who leaves because there's no string cheese, which I think is like a very responsible Legit. self-awareness that if you didn't have dairy to power you, there's no reason to be there. He's Call also it. wearing like a dirty white wife beater and just his hat. He's disgusting. Yeah. It, and drinking like, a beer. Whatever gets work. you through the day, you know? <laughs> so in walks Jack. He's super excited to announce to Liz about the company-wide initiative. They're going green to save the earth. 
She says to save the earth, and he says no, to train it of its remaining resources. <laughs> because Don Geis is a genius, and he's pitting all of the divisions of the company against each other to see who can make the most money from this environmentalism trend. Not, you know, the fact that we should save the earth, but let's create an intra-GE competition to figure out how to ruin it even further. Capitalism. Introducing Greenzo. My notes say David, comma, yawn, comma, schwimmer. <laughs> My notes say, okay. would you like to start this document? <laughs> Saving the earth while maintaining profitability. Greenzo is America's first non-judgmental, business-friendly, environmental advocate. The free market will solve global warming, if that even exists. It's just God hugging us closer. She's like, Greenzo? Is that the first name? He's like, yeah. Came right Can, you <laughs> Can you believe? Can you believe? I know, the genius, it's just spews forth from me. I do remember David Schumer from those The More You Know commercials. I don't remember what he was talking about, but I just remember he would always be standing there with that like rainbow star coming around him being like, The More You Know. And so then he says, which is a good line, I wish my mom were still alive so I could rub her fat face in it. <laughs> Unexpected. It feels like a lovely parallel between Jack and Colleen Donaghy and his relationship with her and how he lives to simply spite her mere existence. So then they're looking down the hallway, and she's like, oh, no, Kenneth's having another party. And he's coming to her in slow motion with giant cupcake invitations. This sent me. The right. fucking psycho panning backwards while zooming in, Alfred Hitchcock vertigo situation about Kenneth's party and that monstrous goon ruining everyone's lives with his hospitality. <laughs> Comedy gold. Before that, though, we find out that Greenzo's really excited about this gig, and he says oh, yeah. gig like a thousand times, because his last real job was an ad for Rick Lazio's New York Senate campaign, where he claims Hillary Clinton wants an all-homosexual army, which, historically, has been utilized as a strategy by Sparta, one of the greatest armies ever, and they would encourage the dudes to bone so they would protect each other in warfare, and were they the strongest nation-state? In, like, city-state in the ancient world? Yeah. So there's no problem. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm doing my part. I banged this dude over here. I'm sorry. My notes must have just skipped over all the David Schwimmer content. Because I went right to <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking monster. I didn't do it on purpose. I'm serious. I'm I like, know. Oh, You're subconscious. I my notes, but I remember seeing it. I must have just been like, mm, don't care. Moving on. So how is Greenzo going to change the world in a capitalistic way? There's going to be a billboard in Times Square. He's releasing an endangered falcon during halftime at the Knicks game. Um, super. Great. We lost another endangered falcon. Um, and you're booked on the Today Show. I wrote down the transcript. <laughs> and at that point, he still is clean shaven and doesn't look crazy. I mean, other than he's wearing a giant... Spoiler alert. <laughs> and he's got like... I'm sure you guys didn't have little 45 records. They were the small ones. Mm -hmm. But you would put that yellow piece of plastic in the center so you could play it on your record player. That's what it looked like on his shirt, which doesn't make any What's, sense. Julie Maycock, what's a record? We flash back to Marty, <laughs> the just listen Kenneth. <laughs> the best being the Halloween where she's Harry Potter and he's Austin Powers, and they're listening to Tracy's classic. Werewolf permits for spooky, uh, scary, scary, men becoming wolves. Wait, no, boys becoming boys become men. men. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> we did so amazing, sweetie. <laughs> so Tracy can't go after Liz is pleading to please allow me to not be the only one there. He can't do it because he only goes to A-list events. Um, so Tracy's going to bail us out. At what point do any of us feel comfortable that this is going to pan out in a 
in a way that's successful. He gets people to the party. He yeah. does. He does get Feels people to the Feels pretty successful, party. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Although Kenneth doesn't seem disappointed that his parties have just been him and Liz the whole time. He, he's an adorable little goon. So Tracy says people are like lemmings. Harvey lemmings. He never misses a party. Tracy that's not a real person. You made that up. Totally. So they decide they're going to spread some gossip, get people coming and excited. Who are the biggest gossips at TGS? Grizzin.com, obviously. <laughs> I love that. So Jared, a.k.a. Greenzo, is talking to Meredith Vieira on the talk show, of a Today Show, about what kids can do to save the environment. He's like, buy a GE washer. Now, this is like meta vertical integration, right? So they're actually being asked to write that into the scripts, right? So that they can advertise, and then she's doing it inside a show, inside a show. What? Yeah. Mind blown. And we'll see that later. They always do it so slickly and very on the nose and super meta when later they have the Verizon moment and they swap phones and Liz says, well, these Verizon wireless phones, they're so reliable. Everyone has one. And then stares directly into the screen and is like, can we have our money, please? If the earth not here, where else is Greenzo going to dance? Boop, 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 boop. What a tune. And Meredith tells him he's going to save the world. And you can see that he's found his purpose, his moment. I'm sure he is an out-of-work New York actor who never gets a job. And now he's found the job of his life and he gets to be a superhero. He goes full crazy. Okay, problematic moment alert. Beep, 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 beep. Jack's telling Liz that they love him in every demographic. Colored people, broads, fairies, and commies. He's like, gosh, we gotta update these forms. He doesn't really seem bothered about it, though. He's just kind of like, well, these are out of date. (laughs) It's very McCarthy. So she says, well, Greenso seems to love himself. And Jack says, so does Don Geis. He sent me a personal card congratulating me with a real signature. And he like, what's his finger to rub it back and forth to see if it's (laughs) it's real or not. To which Liz is like, well, if he licked the envelope, you can clone him. And then... (laughs) Jack, in a very similar manner to like, yeah, first thing that came into my head, Greenzo, killed it. It was like, okay, yeah, right. I'm going to clone guys and compete with a guy's clone. Think it through. <laughs> His, like, asides, the comical skill of Alec Baldwin, as much as he goes crazy pants in the real world, is uh, there are very few like him. Unparalleled. And Liz has such a good timing because he round the corner with a goon. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Lynn, Mr. Donaghy, I am just a simple pig farmer's son. I'd be honored if you would come to a party at my house. So Liz relents and immediately is like, for sure, I'll come. Which I feel like is a a perhaps you and me or maybe just me thing to do to be like, yeah, I'm in this pressure situation. I will just agree to it because I don't know how to say no. I feel like I'm immediately lying. And then Kenneth says, super. And he's like, Mr. D is like, "Uh, no. He's like, I could make up some excuse, Kenneth, but I have too much respect for you. During your party, I'll be home listening to some Schubert and ironically viewing some Canadian porno. <laughs> Do you have Hope. Schubert in your list of uh, notes? No. Because I have no idea who that is. Yes, you do. Yeah, he's an Austrian composer. <laughs> yes, of course you knew that. <laughs> if you're wondering which one of us is the culturally elite, it's not me. Well, I would not call anything I do elite. I recently got my computer back working after falling asleep with some ice cream that then toppled over and infiltrated my motherboard. So, <laughs> And when did you notice like, for s- the next day when I, or like no, did when you I wake up? up? But I mean, did you well, wake I up s- immediately? I'm much like a koala in that I require 22 <laughs> hours of sleep per day. So this was midday that I fell asleep on many, one of my many cat naps. And then I woke up and I was like, it's interesting how a solid that is frozen can turn to a liquid. Science. And then I was like, it's interesting how when liquids encounter electronics, they stop working. Science. 
Science always wins. So Kenneth's ready to party, much like it's 1999, um, which according to his Bible will be in about seven years. Can't wait. Looking forward to that. Um, so up, up walks Pete. Thank you. And his fedora and leather jacket. And Liz's like, oh, what's that smell? He's like, it's the body spray that came with my new leather jacket. She's like, oh my God, are you having an affair? Oh, why would you say that? Because you're acting happy and all full of life. Your beautiful wife, Paula, and your sons, Robert and Jack, and that creepy little one who's always rubbing himself against the carpet. <laughs> Which, have you seen the SNL music video, I First Got Horny to You? Mm-mm. It was a very informative moment and just an exceptional piece of comedic art um, where all of them had their first self-touching moments to different icons, which get increasingly ridiculous. And a lot of them just, like, put their hands down and scooch. Fuck. Uh, no. <laughs> Pete says, Liz, I'm not cheating on Paula. And she's like, you better not be. She's great. And she's got it all over her. She's like, great. Now I smell like a midlife crisis. Then yeah. we go to Greenzo, who's feeling his oats, air of superiority, rancid. And what's this? He's got a little yeah. stubble now. <laughs> now he's got a stubble as you can track his progression to insanity based on his facial hair. So Sari has the refrigerator door open. Refrigerator? Refrigerator. The fridge. Um, to which Greenzo says, you know, you might want to decide what you want before you open the refrigerator because you release enough hydrofluorocarbons to kill a penguin, this penguin. And he pulls up a picture of a penguin, which is very Portlandia when it's like you go to this farmer's market, farm-to-table restaurant. They're like, here's a picture of the animal you're currently eating. His name was Fred. He's tasty, isn't he? Well, as I told you, I worked at Mitchell's Fish Market where everybody would first go to the Newport Aquarium and then come over and eat all the fish they just saw, <laughs> which I never understood. So now uh, Greenzo's continuing to be a dick and looks at Frank and says, Frank looks at him and says, you ever take off your costume? He's like, you ever take off yours? Greenzo out. The best Suri is still reeling from experiencing how the other ugly half lives and is like, did you just talk to me like I'm ugly? <laughs> and she's shook, shaken to her very core. So now we're going to get the rumor started. <laughs> Tracy's going to go talk to Grizzin.com. He's like, hey, fellas, I heard a secret about Kenneth's birthday party. Kenneth went to high school with Georgia in Georgia with rapper T.I. And they're boys, and T.I. might show up. It's like, listen, we can't let anyone know. Anyone. Got it. Right. All right. Yo, we got to tell Josh. <laughs> He'll finally think we're cool. None so of us think starts, Josh is cool. None of us. Josh, no one even remembers that Josh is there. So this starts this game of telephone where everyone to entice the very next person that they're speaking to brings in who they believe would be an exciting addition to the party. For Josh, it's Fallout Boy. And then the dancers on T.I.'s tour with Foxy Boxing. Then they tell Sari. Um, all of that. <laughs> what is Foxy Boxing? I think it's sexy boxing. Foxy boxing is a form of sports entertainment which involves two or more women boxing in a sexualized content context as a form of erotic entertainment. What I say, that's exactly There's 62 Foxy have. boxing photos. I will not be pulling them up. Feel free to look them up at home. It's foxyboxing.com. But no, so Sheree has four girl cousins who are visiting from Holland and she's wondering if Frank can get them in, to which he gets very serious and is like, I will die a thousand deaths before I fail you. And then Motor is faster than we've ever seen him. I love when people just inexplicably run in this show, especially when it's as dramatic as Frank, like when Alec Baldwin just takes off down and he's surprisingly fast. Well, here comes your best friend, Jenna. Hey, Sheree, what's going on this weekend? I mean, I know lots of dope stuff, of course. I just wanted to make sure you knew about it. Yeah, that is annoying, but it's 
I don't know. Whatever reason, whatever Jenna does, I don't care. So <laughs> she looks at Saray's feet, which are up on the table, and says, are bare feet in now, or do you just, like, have your shoes off? <laughs> I am Liz Lemon to your Jenna Maroney baloney. And I hope that you do get to date someone who does you in drag later. <laughs> I mean, honestly, is that far reach? It feels very on brand. So Jenna is in the elevator in bare feet, talking way too loudly on her phone about Kenneth having this really big party. That's right. You heard me. T.I.'s going. You're my publicist. Get me in. We see Jonathan and Jack are talking. There's a party at Ken's house. So Kenneth gets off the phone, or Jonathan gets off the phone and said, that was Geis' social secretary. He's talking about some epic party at Kenneth's. He claims to need an invite for Mr. Geis. Jack turns into literally a teenage girl, big doe eyes, like, no way. So Jonathan mentions that T.I. is going to be there, which Jack naturally confuses for Bob Logan from Texas Instruments and assumes that he is in contention for the CEO spot. So he has to go to the party as well and is now gung-ho to get one of those little ice cream cupcake invitations. Um, And then... Jonathan is like, sir, if there's any chance that Mr. Geis is going to this party, he's like, dad, thanks, Jonathan. Think I should try to go. (laughs) Which Alec Baldwin is your favorite thus far this episode? The way he casually is just like, yeah, first thing I thought of. Or the 16. I love the 16-year-old Jack. He's so cute. (laughs) He's just like, duh, Jonathan, you think I should go? (laughs) Um, So now we're in Liz's office where... Uh, Greenzo enters and she's like, I haven't had a chance to get to that Greenzo stuff yet. He has got a five o'clock shadow and a lot of entitlement. He is a douchebag at this point. He's like, Do you leave your computer on all night? She's like, Yeah, it takes me a really long time to boot it up in the morning. He's like, Huh. You know what else takes a lot of time? Building a new earth. I think Elon Musk is on that. Liz refers to him as Jared, but is quickly corrected because he is Greenzo now. He's gone full cult leader, reimagined himself as like the lizard king. And. <laughs> Liz is like, I'm going to put you in your place. I'm working with you as a favor. And he's like, you know what? You people make me sick. You act like you care, but you do nothing. Do you even bother to compost your own feces? So, Julie, I would like to ask you, do you (laughs) even bother to compost your own feces? Is that something people do? I mean, I don't make sun tea. I don't compost my own feces. Julie, when we live together, we're going to follow Bahamas (laughs) rules, where if it's yellow, you let it mellow. And if it's brown, you flush it down to save water. I already follow that rule. So, anyway, so Liz does not compost her own feces. We don't believe. Um, and Liz is like, you know, I've got some real work to do right now. So I'm not interested in having some actor lecture me. George Greenzo did have a funny line and was like, are you saying actors can't change the world? Can you imagine? We to are those people, the I've, world. <laughs> imagine there's no the celebrities. <laughs> we are the ones to make a better day. So let's giving. That is a great line. What's in that cup? The earth's blood. And she calls him a jag, which is such a great insult that I don't know anyone else uses. Jagweed, jag. She's no, like, I just my- got this like eight <laughs> years ago. Liz leaves with her shirt, which according to IMDb's trivia, changes color from the stain from when she's in the room to when she walks into the writer's room. <laughs> Who cares? Get a life. So he's like, great, leave the lights on for the invisible people, which is something my father would say. Social secretary, what did he say? He was talking about some epic party at Kenneth's. He claims he needs an invite for Mr. Geis. You're saying Geis might be at Kenneth's party? Our Kenneth? Yes. Why would he go to that? What else do you know? T.I. is going to be there. Logan from Texas Instruments is going to be there. Logan must be in contention for the CEO spot as well. Sir, if there's any chance that Mr. Geis is going to be at this party. Duh. Thanks, Jonathan. Think I should try to go? I've got to find Kenneth. 
So Liz has to go home and get her a, a sweater because she's now covered in coffee in her shirt she's only had for eight years and she hears sounds of sex in her apartment. She walks into her bedroom to find Paula and Pete going at it. She's like, gross. It is always uncomfortable to walk in to your domicile and just hear random sex sounds. Um, yeah, no, that never happened to me. So mounted on top of Pete is Paula, who's played by Paula Bell, Paula Pell, who we love. She writes on this show. She wrote Argus, and she wrote the later Floyd episode. And then she's been a writer oh, on SNL. Oh, that Floyd episode is so good. Yeah, the one where he eats the salmon with the Jack Daniels whiskey sauce. Um, and then did you guys see Wine Country? It's like a terrible oh, movie. So fun. <laughs> she's okay. so great in that. Jesus. I wanted that movie to be so amazing, but I it know. wasn't. But I loved it them fun. anyway. It was fine. <laughs> yes, it was fine. She's Liz is freaked out. She's like, Paula, you're cheating with your wife. Paula is a Zoftek woman holding her boobs up. She's wearing a bustier of some sort or a, yeah, bustier. Um, I mean, to be honest, she looks, she looks hot. She's like, why didn't you tell me about this? He's like, it's not my fault. And she's like, yeah, I get off on the sneaking around. Who knew, right? And then she looks at Liz and says, so how are your parents while holding your boobs? <laughs> she's like, no, we'll catch up later. She's like, I just came to get a clean sweater. Pete is tied to the sweater. And then there's the blurg. And then she's like, why is there a Pop-Tart in the bed? What do you do, <laughs> what with, do, the you do with the Pop-Tart? I ate one of the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> That's where my brain then, ends. I don't know what they do with the Pop-Tart. I don't want to know what they do with the Pop-Tart. Well, all we see is Paula gradually place the Pop-Tart from the bed on top of her tatas. And um, Paula committed because she's wearing pasties at most to cover up her breastages. And then a Pop-Tart, obviously. <laughs> So we're still talking about the rumor has now made a full circle about how awesome Ken's party is going to be. And there's going to be Foxy boxing. And, um, well, they're talking to Tracy and they're like, T.I. is going to be there. And he's like, I'm surprised to hear that. And he's going to perform. And then Tracy gets swept up and he's like, what? And Fall Out Boy would be there. What? There's going to be Foxy boxing. Foxy boxing. I love Foxy boxing. Combines my two favorite things, boxing and referees. I was like, all right. I gotta get into that party. Give me Harvey Lemmings. <laughs> and then Liz is the voice of reason. It's like, first of all, you didn't dial that cell phone, so I don't know who you're talking to. Second of all, this is your own rumor. Third of all, people are going to show up expecting this and going to be disappointed and angry. To which, like, presciently, Tracy says, just like Colonial Williamsburg. His second wah wah reference in a row. It's kind of like one of those Nick stories that just sort of dies. And then you're like, now what? How do you end a Skype call? <laughs> She's like, you need to nip this in the bud. Tell Kenneth what you've done and cancel this party. And so then Saray approaches Kenneth and says, thanks for letting my cousins and come to your party. And what world is that her name? Saray. Saray. So Saray's got her four blonde, gorgeous cousins, one of whom speaks in Swedish. Aren't they from the Dutch, right? Because they're from Holland. I don't remember. But then in the IMDb nerd thing again, it says, obviously, she pronounces homie wrong or honey, horny. There is no word for that. So she's obviously not a native speaker. Thank you, nerd. Thank you. <laughs> so Jack approaches Kenneth and he's like, hey, Kenneth, you know how much I like to joke around, right? And he's like, not, not really, Mr. Donaghy. Anyway, he wants to come to the party. And he's not kidding. <laughs> Isn't that a fantastic joke? He's like, I don't know what's happening. He's like, well, the point is that I have good news. I may be able to stop by now. And Kenneth's like, you don't want to come to my party. He's like, so that's how you want to play this? Whip him out, measure him. <laughs> so Jack gets on his own little Greenzo power trip and is like, Kenneth, as an executive vice president at General Electric, I am ordering you to give me one of those pink cupcakes. 
Jack's like, just in time, Lemon. Greenzo segment on the Today Show is just about to begin. She's like, yeah, I didn't write anything for that guy. Greenzo is crazy. He is off the deep end. You need to replace him. Jack's like, don't mess with success, Lemon. Viewers love Green Greenzo. Geist loves Greenzo. The kids certainly do not like Greenzo thereafter. And Mary, I'm sorry, Meredith Vieira doesn't <laughs> super love it either when he says, hey, kids, can you hold your breath? Now do it forever. Because the air is going to be poisoned unless we switch to green technologies. And Jack's like, okay, this is bad. This is party. This is great. This is amazing. Sold by our company. I love this guy. And then Greenzo continues going off the deep end. And it's like, you know, Greenzo, I read that. This is Meredith Vieira. I'm so sorry, gentle viewers. You know, Greenzo, I read that television sets actually drop power even when they're turned off. And then this is probably the funniest line of the episode <laughs> where Greenzo's like, Wow, yeah, Meredith just taught us a very important lesson, kids. It is rude to interrupt people. Then Greenzo gets real and is like, did you know that there are people out there with the power to heal Mother Gaia? Pretentious, but appropriate. Because they're paralyzed with greed and then is basically talking about the very company who hired him. Jack freaks out and Greenzo continues with his diatribe. He's like, did you know that we could actually and global warming in five years if we just raise the taxes on the super rich by two percent liz is now fully bought in and it's like is that true elizabeth warren jack- says one penny on every dollar mm-hmm. it's just amazing but jack is like it doesn't matter if it's true he works for that money we've lost control of greenzo we need to shut it down we should have gone with angie Harmon, who is her own little struggle that one she was on chelsea handler once and was like of course i love gay people i'm just a republican i don't want them to get married but i like them so that's fun so pete says hey liz uh look obviously what happened in your bed last night was a violation she's like so, so much, much hair. hair so much hair sorry she likes All- to be natural gross i like literally threw up a fur ball i don't know how it came there but suddenly his fur was in my throat gross and where was the pop tart so she says, I'm glad you're in back my with vagina. Paula, but when are you moving out? He's like, no, I can't move out. <laughs> Paula and I got married our sophomore year and she was pregnant 20 minutes. What did he turn into? Date. When did he turn into Tom Haverford? He did. He's like, no, oh. no. It's the first chance we've had to be a couple and our relationship's never been better. We did it on your kitchen table. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have told you that. No. Can you imagine being no. with your high school sweetheart? And the only reason you're with them is because you got them pregnant 20 minutes into the first date. It also sends me to New Girl also when they're like, who's had sex in Jess's room? Everyone's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all of you? So Liz agrees to let him stay there so that he can continue to date his wife and have sex. And then Pete, ha- you give people an inch, they take a mile. He's like, oh, can you come home a little bit early tonight? Paula really liked getting caught. Oh, no. In a I mean, if it's helping their marriage, why but not? Poor Liz. It doesn't hurt you. She doesn't need it's to. her bed. I know. Her apartment. Their as sex. clean the sheets. You can't clean the kitchen table. You can, you absolutely can do it. <laughs> I mean, you can't like, here comes Greenzo. Ah! That's fair, though. He's like, hey, you catch me on today, Jack? Mary was totally digging me. Dude, you hit that? <laughs> Which I'm sure he has. Uh, he's like, Jared, I'm a little confused that we're losing our message here. We're supposed to be non-judgmental, business, and friendly. He's like, no, we're way past that, Jack. While you're out there destroying the earth, I'll be saving it. And history will remember me. Jack goes full McCarthy and is like, you listen to me, Redzo. You get on board or you're going to wake up on that island with Phil Donahue in the electric car. Single tier for the electric car. Although it's making its way back, but it's held by fucking Elon Musk. Who's now the richest man on the planet. I also so, love Phil we, Donahue. You guys are too young for Phil Donahue. I don't Salt know. and pepper, like talk show host. It was, he was like a precursor to Oprah, but like a very sensitive man. And he's married to Marlo Thomas. 
who is an actress and Danny Thomas's daughter, and they run the St. Jude's Hospital for poor sick children, and nobody yeah. has to pay anything. Every single photo of him is him looking slightly cocked, super sympathetic gaze, his hands clasped together, looking like the sweetest fucking man. He was, also, he was he's like, from Ohio. He was like, I'm a feminist, and they were all like, we hate you, and I loved him. I loved him. Phil Donahue plus Oprah, maybe a little Sally Jetson, Raphael, Jenny Jones. I'm down all day long. <laughs> Ricky Lake, what do you want to talk about? I'm here for you. <laughs> anyway, we've all decided that besides us, Greenzo's fucking crazy and he's fired. He's like, can you fire the wind, Jack? Cue the Beyonce breeze. <laughs> <laughs> can you fire a hurricane? We're developing that technology, says Jack. Jack turns his attention to Liz. He's like, are you going to that party? She's like, oh my God, is that still happening? So the party is off the chain now. The Harlem Globetrotters are coming. The girl from Heroes is going to take a shower, which is gross. We're all at Kenneth's party. We're about to go there. Um, and then cut to next day, Julie, go. Yes. Can you see my screen? Okay. So Alec Baldwin with his thick lion's mane hair, looking as unkempt as we've ever seen it, hunched over, clearly hungover, is like, we all went in with certain expectations. The <laughs> evening took a nasty left turn. Now we must face... Certain facts in the cold light of day. So this is where I start screenshotting like a maniac. So here's Jenna, which the picture made it even better because it's, she's just got makeup dripping down her face. She's got a champagne bottle headed into her mouth. Melee in the background. Now, I did not notice this ever before, that Jonathan is just wearing a tie like around his neck, like dancing in the background <laughs> while Frank and Lutz are choking each other. We head back. <laughs> Kenneth's, giving Alec, well, Kenneth's giving Jack a very dirty look. Jack's hair is... Amazing. Here's Pete with popcorn stuck to his face. This is Saray dancing with Twofer before I think she punches him in the face. I gotta tell you, the only thing that made this episode better was to screenshot that fucking party. So good. What was your favorite cutaway? Mine was um, when they cut to Liz Lemon being like, You kiss me, Grizz. Kiss me. And then they pan back, and Liz is like, I'm sorry. And Grizz just like sort of shuffles. So Kenneth is like, Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Mr. Lutz, you ate all my parakeets medication, and thanks to you, Sonny Crockett has been having seizures all morning. <laughs> Mr. Holmberger, I would thank you to come pick up your wife at some point. Mr. Jordan, I saw you steal my sink. Harlem Globetrotter, does that mean, name mean nothing to you? And Miss Lemon, I will have you know that before last night, I have never, ever seen Grizz or .com cry. So did she try to go for both Grizz and .com? Or did Grizz cry to .com? I just think he was saying that as a pair, he's never seen either of them cry. Fair. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I don't know for sure. Kenneth says, congratulations. You were all present at Kenneth Parcell's last party. In walks Jonathan, Mr. Donaghy. They are. Wait. Uh, what? Jonathan, who has tool written on his face. <laughs> which is better than penis, which is what you normally write on someone's head when they pass out. Am I right? I've never. I'm a good person. He's like, I'm going to need a moment to fix my hair. She definitely does. So they've got a new set set up, and uh, Liz is like, what is this for? And Jack's like, we're doing another Today Show. The Today Show's expecting another Greenzo segment. Don Geis is expecting it. It's going to happen. She's like, but you fired Jared. And so who's going to do it? In walks the stiffest man Al in the Gore. world. <laughs> Al Gore. It's Al Gore. It is Al Gore. Former <laughs> vice president. Looks great with a beard. I liked when he kind of lost it after a while and like got the beard and... Um, so is he going to be the new next Greenzo? Not exactly. She, he's gotten him here under false pretenses. Hey, Jack. Good to see you again. What? He's now sexy Al Gore? From the top. 
Hey, Jack. Good to see you again. Mr. Vice President. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm Lemon. So, I'm excited to see this trash-powered car of yours. How do you two even know each other? We met when Jack was an intern for Senator Ted Kenny. Let me tell you, Jack was just the most liberal guy. The thing is, it isn't quite ready. That GE garbage car isn't quite ready yet. But while you're here, what do you say we throw on a pair of green tights and a cape and tell the kids about big business is good for the environment? Al, we're with you on this whole planet thing. I mean, look at the set we built with the smiley-faced earth and some green things. Jack, look, we're way beyond that. If your network really wants to demonstrate a commitment to the environment, why don't you start by, for example, having an entire week with nothing but environmental themes on all the programs, which they do. Use entertainment for substance. It was not substantial. You could have a character in prime time making a passionate argument to the American people that we need CO2 taxes to replace the payroll taxes. Your parent company could lobby Congress and the president to pass the treaty and save the climate. Yes. Or you could put on a silly hat and tell kids how outsourcing means cheaper toys at Christmas. This is not working for me, Jack. All right, let's do this. We're the worst. That was terrible, but it was just like being there. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very much like the show. <laughs> so lifelike. I'm going to get my Alec Baldwin down better. So Jared's there, and he's a pain in the butt. And uh, he's like, Al Gore, what's up? He's like, Jared, time for you to go. He's like, no, the show must go on. Back off, Jack, or you'll get green zoned. You'll all be green zoned. The earth starts to catch on fire that's on the set. I don't remember why. Well, before this. Yes. Um, before this, Al Gore is like, quiet. A whale is in trouble. No, I have to go. And then um, uh, Set Lake breaks, falls on the earth. The earth is ensconced in flames. And Liz says the funniest and the most tragic line of the episode. Okay, this earth is ruined. We got to get a new one. Cut to black. Which I don't feel like was the right ending. I don't know why. I wanted more. I just wanted more. It's Both times I watched it, I was like, oh, it's over. Okay. I could go back to the office. I don't know. I just was ready to keep going. So that's a good sign. Leave them wanting more, right? All right. Let's get into the chat and see how many gemstones we give this one before Nick ends into a coma. We ready? Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. Emma destroyed (laughs) 90 from Julie, 90 from Nick, 78 from Emma. She's a cold-hearted snake. Look into my eyes. Uh-oh. She's a tenant. Emma, please explain yourself. I mean, maybe I watched it too late last night, but I was just like, everything makes me like think about real things that I need to work on and address in life, and none of it really registered as jokes. <laughs> so it wasn't super funny, <laughs> and I don't want to rewatch it. Talking about Not- it, the party aftermath scene was hilarious. And the right? hair. Yeah. I mean, there's there's good things in every 30 Rock episode. <laughs> True. But, yeah, I just this has to be on the lower end of the spectrum for me. <laughs> I feel you. And 70 I mean, your spectrum. Towards my, yeah, that's my low end. <laughs> I was like, no, your spectrum tends to be from like 75, 75 to, to 100. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to think that some of them are going to get closer to 100. This just isn't one of them. I know, but I do want to rewatch that the aftermath scene again and again and again. So, whenever that's true, I put it in the '90s. But I feel yeah. you. David Schumer definitely takes it down a couple points. It's not even his fault. It's just not written well. And then those Tracy jokes don't land. But I was in for a lot of it. So my drawbacks were David Schumer didn't bother me that much. The lack of Jenna was a little upsetting to me. 
I enjoyed all of the tones of Alec Baldwin when he goes from super macho man in the schoolyard, what we're doing, whipping our dicks out, to also in the schoolyard, but this time as a 16-year-old girl, like, duh, get me into the party. The whole party sequence, the chain leading up to the party, the penguin being, you know, just brandished to ugly Siri. Yeah, so Emma is... um cold-hearted snake and all, everyone's hard work doesn't mean anything to her and that's fine. I mean, she is a lovable person period but wow give her a not funny 22 minutes at the beginning of the writer's strike season and she's out of there i do think that script is unbalanced yeah, i don't think not it's great. out of there you know just you know we can do better i will obviously be back for next episode do you know what <laughs> it is you applause. usually do what the know what the next one is yeah season six is somebody to love and it features a guest starring arc with um, C.C. Cunningham, who is a Democrat campaigning against one oh, of yes, yes, sister yes, companies. Yes, yes. Edie played by There it is. Sorry. We're a team, Julie. It's episode six, not season six. Did I say that? Did I say that? Did I say that? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to make some waffles because much like Tracy, they make me horny too. <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.